The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer, come work for. Train in the trees, please, one my sycamore. Episode 81. The Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. Yours truly, Nookie Bishop Jr. Joined as always by my co-host with the co-most, T. Petty and Adris Elbow. T. Petty, we missed you last time. How was the ocean? The ocean was amazing. Your girl is basically like Jackie Cousteau at this point, snorkeling around with the fishes and all that good stuff, so... I'm back. I'm rested. My lips got a tan. I didn't know that was a thing, but apparently it is. But I'm good. That's what's up. That's what's up. What I missed while I was gone. Oh, you know, we'll talk about a couple things happened. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Not uh, (laughs) not too much. I want to know more about uh, this trip to the ocean. So um, you snorkel. Um, What other uh, vacation-related activities did you partake in? Oh, shit. Let's see. Uh, lots of beaches, some mm-hmm. at sunset, some at sunrise, all times in between. Uh, let's see. Volcano National Park. Okay. Zip lining, botanical gardens, uh, snorkeling at night with the manta rays. Oh, shit. Shit. What else? I'm missing. Oh, whale watching. Oh, damn. A little tour of the coast in like a little bitty motor. Well, yeah, it was like a little bitty speedboat. So out in the ocean, uh, just me and me and my girls and the dude steering the boat. What about the volcanoes? Oh, yeah. So I did see some volcanoes. Did see some an active volcano with some lava. Uh, I mean, I was far enough away. It was fine. Okay. Uh, you, didn't your, you didn't light your cigarette off, no like hot ash, lava, no shit like that. No, there are a few people I wanted to kick into the crater, but I mm. did not do that. You will be happy to know. Uh, botanical garden, beautiful views of the ocean, ate and drank all the things. It was a perfect trip. That's what's uh, up. I would go back in a heartbeat, except that flight is long as hell. Gotcha. We're going to talk about that flight in a minute, but uh, I'm going to continue to live uh, vicariously through you. I'm glad that you made it there safely. And more importantly, I'm glad that you made it back safely. So welcome back, sis. Thank you. Thank you. My main man, my brother, at last time we talked to you, there was a little bit of a late winter, early spring bug going through the house, man. How you feeling and how's the fam feeling, bro? Idris Elbow. What's up, Nook? What's up, T-Patty? This your boy, Idris Elbow, with a little bit of ash on the elbow. And I'm feeling good, Nook. We cleared the bug out the house. Everybody's doing a lot better. So thank you. I appreciate it. I need to go on a vacation like T-Patty. I want to go on a vacation. I want to sunbathe my elbows. I think I think if, I, if my elbows get a tan, it might not be as ashy. <laughs> Can Nook? Can the sun break through the ash to tan them is the question. I don't know. It's, it's kind of like its own sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> A layer of ash. <laughs> I, uh, volcanoes ain't got nothing on me, T-Betty. <laughs> you right. You right. 
SPF 1000. <laughs> so over here uh, in this neck of the woods, two things. So I had to go to the consumer value store, but they have an optical store, a whole eyeglass place in the back. I don't know if you ever been to the consumer value store, optical store, and uh, had to get an eye exam. Wait, they got an optical store? Yes, they do. I did not know that. Wait, they who were, got an optical store? Consumer value store uh, right in my neck of the woods, right around the corner from me. What kind of store you got? I ain't never heard of this before. Man, like it's in the back, 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 back. You know, I got to go all the <laughs> way to the back of the store. Yeah. You sure ain't a dude it, back there with a trench coat up? <laughs> no, <saying> like <laughs> it was straight legit. They had hundreds of frames on displays. They have a... a, a, a uh, an eye doctor, they eye doctor and optometrist uh, on the premises and uh, got an eye exam, picked out some frames. That was on a Thursday. They called me on Tuesday and my glasses was ready to pick up. Uh, apparently, I was missing a lot of shit, um, you know, through my old glasses. But uh, now uh, I can see some shit. So uh, thankful to the people at the consumer value store there. Um, also consumer related, my computer. So I have this computer and it has this port. Y'all see my big, uh, display monitor, right? The one, like I'm making movies. It's like a 43 inch <laughs> computer It looks like monitor. a movie screen. Yep. That's the biggest monitor yeah, I've ever seen. We've seen it. It's about 65 inches. Yes. So, um, I went to get, uh, a duplicate computer. So one is for business and one is not for business. I just wanted the same computer so I could just unplug one and plug up the other one and not have to fiddle with a lot of connections and stuff. These jokers at the big blue computer store told me that my shit was vintage. I was like, what you mean by vintage? And when I showed her my computer, she gave me a look that was like terrifying and horrifying at the same time. She was like, uh, I ain't never seen a computer like this before. Now well, she, I'll judge you. <laughs> yeah, very judgy. She act like my computer wasn't a Bacchus with a sundial on it and shit. I was like, I just got this a few years ago. So then I, she's like, I never saw this. Then, of course, they had to call over the manager. And he was like, oh, I never seen nothing like this before anyway. So I had to go outside of the big blue computer store because they acted like they never saw my shit before and called it vintage. That's an insult to me. That's not just say that it's is like, bad. They don't, it was vintage. Just say we don't make this model anymore or we don't carry this model anymore. But, you know, they act like I pulled up in a 1912 model Ford or a jalopy or a fucking horse and buggy or some shit. Yeah, like that 1980s joint. So I was able that's to like find... me. That's, that's like me and my phones. Exactly. We got to get you a new phone, bro. They about to come out with the 14. And um, let's just say that your phone is a single digit that we, we can't have that. Not... Yeah. Yeah. So I was able to go outside the blue, big blue box computer store and find a refurbished computer with the port that I need. I literally just needed to get on the internet and just connect uh, to my monitor, which is nothing. So we'll see. It's supposed to be on its way. We'll see how this goes. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take it from there. But uh, yeah. Let, let me ask like, you this. So is this computer going to be in the same room or is it going to be in a different room? Because I mean, you can have two large screens in the same room. No, no, I'm going to use the same screen. It's the, I just oh, want to have okay, the same connection because the connection okay. that I need for the uh, one computer, it's just um, they don't have that port anymore. So I just need to just take out the connection from the work computer and put it into the, um, you know, my personal computer and then gotcha. boom, it's all the same. So it'll almost be the same okay. model, but 
it uh, apparently they don't make those anymore. So um, I found that out the hard way, but you know, life goes on. It'll be here hopefully from the good folks from the Amazon uh, people, the rainforest people. And then, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be where I need to be. So there's that. Um, let's just get into it, y'all. Um, man, it's uh, been uh, a week so far and it's only the middle of the week. Um, item 1A, the confirmation hearings for Judge Katani Brown Jackson. Um, a lot of people. Hold on. Have... It's Katani. Yes, Hold on. Katani. Get him right, T. Katanji. <laughs> Katanji. Judge Katanji. T. Betty, I think he did that on purpose to see. I think he, he did. Was paying attention. I just wanted to see. If... You all, you know, I'm always paying attention to how people pronounce black women's names. Yes. No, I I did that on purpose. I just wanted to make sure you had your listening ears on from oh, vacation. Bro. Don't do me. <laughs> Judge <laughs> Katanji Brown Jackson. Um, KBJ is what a lot of people are um, hashtagging that they support her. Um, these confirmation hearings have been all over the place. Um, I'm going to put my views on the backside of this. And T. Petty, uh, with it being uh, Women's History Month, annual lady, and our political uh, expert here at the Digital Gumbo Podcast, what have you seen? What have you observed? And um, just curious as to your thoughts on the confirmation hearing so far. So, you know, I've been gone for a good portion of the time, not plugged into the news or anything, but I have been reading recaps and I was able to watch uh, some of the hearings live yesterday. So, but I didn't have to watch or read anything to know exactly how this shit was going to go, which is exactly how it's going. So you have before you uh, a far more qualified jurist than the last three appointees to the court. Like all the boxes that Supreme Court justices have to check Um she checks them all. So an uh, Ivy League education, she's worked in all levels of the justice system, uh, widely regarded and well-respected jurist. She has, this is now her fourth time going through confirmation hearings because she's been serving on the federal judiciary in various positions for several years. And yet and still these mediocre ass white people, particularly the white men are pulling out all the usual racist and sexist attacks against her. And we knew it was coming. The attempts to tie her to critical race theory in elementary schools. You had Ted Cruz's Eddie Munster looking ass, asking her about racist babies. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. Um, hats off to her for maintaining her composure. Although there were times when she like took a long sigh um, and I know she was thinking to herself, you motherfucker, but she couldn't say it because as black people, we know these emotions that well up when white people do shit that are not microaggressions, but just aggressions against us. We have to hold that shit in because we don't want to be seen as angry or bitter or none of that other shit. Um, she is handling herself with grace and dignity as expected. Uh, unexpected is that the Democrats have been surprisingly feisty. Um, they have been defending her, slicing and dicing these dumbass Republicans left and right. Uh, Marie Hirono, I enjoyed her evisceration of Ted Cruz very much and Josh Hawley. Um, 
So, and also Dick Durbin is doing a fantastic job um, running these hearings and not letting these damn Republicans run roughshod over them. So I have been uh, pleasantly surprised by the Democrats, um, typically disgusted by the GOP. And I think ultimately what will happen is she will be confirmed because her her appointment is not going to change the the ideological balance of the court which is why the Republicans are like, hmm, you know, but not a Clarence Thomas dumbass is sick. I mean, I ain't saying he got the Rona mm. and I ain't saying he doesn't have a Rona, mm. but I am saying if he does have the Rona and Joe has a chance to appoint another justice, mm. it might be going a little bit differently, but uh, we can probably talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, KBJ, KBJ tends across the board. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll talk about uh, that long dong silver loving ass motherfucker in a minute. Um, long dong silver. <laughs> we'll, we'll go uh, around uh, the horn a couple laps uh, on this thing. Idris right. Elbow, you called me last night. You are one day in the future. You thought yesterday was Wednesday. It was Tuesday and you were quite <laughs> wrapped up in watching the confirmation <laughs> hearings. What did you see in those hearings? And um, just give me your general thoughts and observations, bro. I lost track of the day. I was like, what day is it? I was watching the like, confirmation hearings and into it. I was like, is it Tuesday? Is it Wednesday? Is it Thursday? What day is it? And so, I, you know, the thing that that like just surprised me out of all this, I should have been surprised with it, but correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think the Supreme Court gives out jail sentences. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> Because I could have swore listening to it. They was asking a lot of questions about sentencing. That's like, do they do that at the Supreme Court? I don't think so. No. So, you know, it is this thing that um, Republicans are doing right now in the confirmation of trying to link um, KBJ and I think all Democrats to like child, you know, ped- pedophiles. And they keep bringing this up, whether it's sentencing, whether it's child pornography. It's it's a theme that is running through the Supreme Court confirmation hearings. And it just seems really weird that they would choose that particular issue to kind of push. That means they don't have nothing else. That this this sister is is amazing. Um, Little known fact, I think... uh, Katanji Brown Jackson is related to um, to James Brown. <laughs> she Sir. might be related to um, to Bobby Brown, Sir. maybe even Foxy Brown. <laughs> Sir, what the fuck? <laughs> and you know, like the Jackson, like you know, she related to all the Jacksons. So, like, you can't get no, you can't get no blacker than that. Brown and Jackson together, and then you got an African name. That's what she said, T. Patty. She said her parents gave her an African name, Katanji. They did. That's it. So you can't get no blacker than that. It's it's black excellence on display. That's why I got wrapped up in it. And T. Patty, you was right. She was like, she was holding it because she, she, you know, that was working her nerves and she was shifting in that chair. She's like, oh, don't let don't let me get up. Yeah. Let let me let me catch you outside. Let me catch you outside. <laughs> so I have some thoughts about the whole uh, CRT and pedophilia thing, and them bringing that up right. during this hearing. But I, I go ahead, I, go ahead, speak on it, it. It doesn't have anything to do with her. 
Mm. But it has to do with them, A, trying to raise their national profiles, because, you know, Josh, Holly and Ted Cruz have far greater ambitions. They will never, ever reach them. But they have these ambitions of running for president like Ted Cruz already did um, that. And then they're also doing this ahead of the midterms, because, you know, Republicans are good for hammering a message home, no matter how outlandish and foolish and ridiculous it is. But we saw that them doing that has real life consequences with that whole Pizzagate bullshit and dudes showing up at the pizza parlor and shooting it up because he thought that they were kids mean sex traffic in the basement. Mm-hmm. So see, Patty, I, I heard that she was the one who sentenced sent the pizza day, Pizzagate guy. That was a little like connection they made. Like she actually sentenced that dude. So this like they don't mention that when the Republicans talk, but like that that was an interesting kind of connection there. Yeah, I mean their objections are all bullshit. Like you said, <clears throat> they don't have anything else against her, so they're pulling out this. You departed from this sensing recommendations for pedophiles not taking into account that judges that they themselves confirmed and had no problems with, um, as brought out by Senator Hirono yesterday, um, that they also depart from those sentencing guidelines because they're outdated. The judges find them to be, um, they don't give them enough latitude to to, um, impose sentencing in the way that they need to. So, she does, um, she has rather um, sentenced defendants to stuff outside of the recommendations, but her doing so is within the ju- judicial mainstream. So all of these attacks against her are all bullshit because they literally have nothing else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, let me interject and we're going to go a couple rounds on this. T. Petty, you spot on. Uh, these people uh, especially on the GOP side of things who are unqualified in my book to even be part of the confirmation process. It's only that they're office holders. They really don't know what the fuck they're talking about to look at KBJ's resume. And again, uh, the thing that uh, is the cherry uh, on the Sunday is the public defender experience. Uh, as you said, went through multiple confirmation processes. She knows what's up, held her tongue. Um, she is far and above, um, as you say, the last three people that have come through, uh, top of the pops as far as that's concerned. Some of these uh, individual senators might be lawyers, but they are not Supreme Court justice material. Point blank, bottom line, full stop. So let's just leave that right there. Um, as you said, again, some performative uh, bullshit, especially by Cruz and by Lady G. They're going really hard on this child porn thing. And that makes me think of something larger is at play. Um, I won't say that they would be involved in those activities, but certainly I don't know if they have a family member that was impacted by that or something like that. They need to come out and say that if that's the case. But they went really hard about that and really seemed to have a little bit of displaced aggression, right? Like something happens in your life and now here's your chance to get back at somebody um, as far as, you know, these sentencing guidelines, which Congress sets, not the judge. The judge just goes ahead and, you know, what is given to them. And she sentenced everyone involved in these cases that they brought up. I thought that that was um, 
you know, uh, a lot of uh, performative uh, nonsense. So we'll, we'll leave that there. Additionally, I want to give uh, hats off to, you know, Cory Booker and so many others who was uh, an era of positivity in uh, of what seemed to be, you know, they started off saying that they was going to be nice, nice and not drag uh, KBJ through the mud. They uh, obviously did that. But uh, Cory Booker um, continued to uh, have a positive spirit. Want to give uh, hats off and kudos to that brother. And then finally, my thing is this, right? Call a vote. Call a vote. We know how this is going to go down, right? One of three ways. One, 51-50 with the vice president casting the deciding vote. You may have uh, an, in another scenario, you may have uh, Joe Manchin and Cinema go off the rails. In that case, we need at least two votes, which I think we'd be able to get from the other side of the aisle, 52-48. And, you know, to be... Uh, a little bit more optimistic, maybe 5347 with a third member of the GOP coming over. But to go through all this hemming and hawing and jaw jacking and all this stuff, like you said, performative uh, bullshit for their people back home. This is like a road trip to all 50 states, and you don't want to give these motherfuckers the aux cord because you know they're going to play some bullshit. And that's exactly what they played was some bullshit. So, um, you know, Cruz from Texas, the Canadian, he may run for president, he'll never make it. And all these other people that, uh, you know, maybe long-term uh, serving members of Congress or whatever, to hell with them, senators, what have you, but uh, call the vote. We know how it's going to go down. They're saying that the confirmation uh, vote may come up uh, as early as April 8th, but, um, you know, to, to go through the hearings, I know it's a necessary part of the process, but... Like James Brown said, talking about saying nothing. Uh, Drees, give me some some other thoughts and observations that you saw in these hearings, bro. You know, I, I want to shout out to um, like Cory Booker. Like, I think he kind of represented what I think the Democrats did really well, which was kind of go ahead and knock down some of those arguments that Republicans were making um, because you know she couldn't do it from the seat that she was in. So I think that's another thing that went really well um, with the hearings. Um, you know, I also like one of the, the big things when I, I think about what this hearing is, it is historic, right? First, you know, black woman nominee that's more than likely going to be appointed to the Supreme Court. You know, just thinking about that um, is just amazing to see. So even, you know, all the craziness that's happening um, with the with the hearings, just having that as the backdrop and that reality uh, feels really good. Now, it's been a long time coming. Like, you know, how many hundreds of years? Like, you know, <laughs> we've been in this kind of uh, experiment of democracy and we just getting to having a black woman appointed to the Supreme Court, highest court in the land. It's kind of crazy to think about it, but it is a good place to be in, I think. And it's not just for black people. I think for America, too. Like, it, like we needed this one. It's with all the stuff that's been happening. I think America needed this um, too. So that's that's another piece that I've seen um, that is a, a, a important piece of, of what's been taking place. Totally agree. Totally agree. T. Petty, Women's History Month. Sandra Day O'Connor comes to mind. Uh, Judge Sonia Sotomayor comes to mind. Um, and now, you know, in a court that is more reflective well, I think uh, what the average American uh, sees uh, in their neighborhood, in their block, maybe in their city or town, um, Katanji Brown Jackson, 
um, is somebody that uh, everyone can see. They took a Gallup poll and said that they are in favor of her at about a two to one clip. Um, so just your thoughts on this uh, shakeup, not a shakeup, but a change in the makeup uh, of the court. And, um, you know, just your your thoughts uh, again on um, KBJ's, you know, sort of uh, demeanor and steeliness um, in the face of the bullshit that she had to answer uh, these certain questions uh, repetitively over and over. Well, don't forget about Elena Kagan, another That's Obama right. appointee to the Supreme Court. Um, so obviously you cannot overstate the historic nature of what we're seeing unfolding before us. Um, not the first black person, but the first black woman. Um, well, if you want to count Clarence Thomas as black, debatable, mm -hmm. but um, certainly the first black woman to um, be nominated and she will be appointed to the Supreme court. Uh, this is monumental and, uh, it makes me feel proud as a black woman to look upon the black excellence that this nation certainly does not deserve, but definitely needs um, on the Supreme Court and damn near every facet of society. Um, but again, not surprised by her demeanor, her performance. It is a, yet another illustration of us having to be twice and three times and four times as good as anybody else in order to even be considered. Because if you look at the record of the last three, just compare her against Amy Coney Barrett. Huh. Unqualified and never acted. I think she'd only been a judge for two years. Um, she had no experience in the areas that KBJ does and um, has on display her command of her easily bringing like uh, cases to memory and, and things, precedents, et cetera, her measured answers, even in the face of bullshit ass questions. That fact that she is taking notes, because as you remember, ACB, uh -huh. when asked a question about, um, something that bitch held up her notepad and it was completely blank. Mm -hmm. That was not impressive at all. To me, that was a show of arrogance. She wasn't even faking like she was even paying really close attention, right? And I remember that being seared in my memory because how often can we sit around and interview for a job and not even bother to take fucking notes on what our interviewers are saying? Um, but her, uh, it, it's really been a delight. The little bit that I've been able to watch live, it's just been a delight to watch. And one thing that was especially delightful to me was Cory Booker talking to her today and the way that his face lit up. You know how in the presence of Black excellence, how we acknowledge and root each other on. And that's what I was seeing there. Mm -hmm. And it just, it just really made me proud. And I know why people didn't get it. Like, eh, why he's so excited? Y'all stay out of black people's business. This is between us. This ain't for y'all. Exactly. That, it was um, beautiful. That look that he gave was the equivalent of two successful black people having a nonverbal communication, uh, nonverbal communication. Um, and, and just say, I'm trying to be like you. Like, no, I'm yes. trying to be like you. That was the personification of that look that uh, that Cory Booker gave. 
And uh, again, hats off. So this is going to be a done deal. Uh, we'll see how this vote goes down. Like I said, 51-50, 52-48, or 53-47. It's going to go down one of those uh, three ways. Um, T. Petty, before we talk about Clarence uh, Thomas and his illness, what is the deal with Ted Cruz and these fucking um, kindergarten books about critical race theory? Like she didn't, um, KBJ didn't write the books. This is more Texas bullshit that he brought to the table. And I was very disgusted by this. So he brought it up because, um, so Ibrahim Kendi wrote it, anti-racist. Um, oh God, the name of his book is going right out of my head. Like stamp from the beginning. And then there's another book that, ugh, let's blame yeah, it on. He did stamp from the beginning. And then you had like all, like a lot of anti-racist, he even did children's books. So he, yeah, he did so, a lot of stuff. Yeah. So the book that they'd blown up the illustrations from was from one of his children's books. And is um, taught at uh, George the George uh, Georgetown Day School, the if private school in Georgetown, and her ch- um, KBJ's children attend there. But I like that she said, um, "I thought you were talking about CRT in public schools. This is a private school, just like the one that Amy Coney Barrett served on the board of." Bloop. So love that. But that's all he's trying to do. It's just. Basically, her her offense is that she's black. Because as soon as Joe Biden fulfilled his campaign promise that if given the opportunity to appoint a Supreme Court justice, it would he would nominate a black woman. They all lost their shit like, oh, what if she's qualified? What about her LSAT scores? Blah, blah, blah. Shit. They never bothered to ask about anybody before because we all know that it's trash. So it's just more of his racism and really is fuck Rafael Cruz from now until the end of time. Like not literally, because nobody wants to do that, but figuratively he can go straight to hell. What movie was that? Was that um, Dr. Strange where he gets caught in the time conundrum? He's like, Dermamu, I've come to negotiate. It's like, I just wish that Ted Cruz could just get caught in a time conundrum in space forever and not be able to come back to the real world. Well, <laughs> space don't want him either. <laughs> exactly. Um, Drees, I'm coming out with my children's books. It's going to be called Ted Cruz Ain't Shit, but I might call it Ted Cruz Ain't Feces <laughs> if it's for the five and under set. Um, I was going to uh, talk about something, bro, and I forgot uh, what I was going to say. But, uh, man, you're, you're final. Oh, we talked about this. Briar, right? KBJ clerked yep. for him. Look at the qualifications and letters of recommendation that KBJ has from the Fraternal Order of Police, a family member that is a police officer who I believe was the chief of police or is the chief of police for Miami. Uh, I don't know if anybody else cares about this, but I would imagine that it's not easy to be the chief of police in Miami. Guns, cocaine, miscreants, uh, spring break, craziness, people busting each other upside the head at a general brunch on uh, a Sunday afternoon, shit like that. It's got to be tough to be a police officer in Miami. Then she gets the letter from Breyer recommending her who she clerked for. So you going for a job and you being asked by some people that may or may not have sketchy qualifications that really can't even assess what it is that you do and know very little and relying upon their staffs for you to ask questions about them. This is the person that she's about to replace. And she has a letter from that person saying, 
I've been here 30 years. She worked with me. She's good. Y'all need to go ahead and roll with her. Yet and still, you had these senators come in and, and ask these ridiculous ass questions, taking up uh, the mic. You shouldn't pass the mic to them and shouldn't pass on the aux cord. So we talked a little bit about that, Drees. Just talk about the qualifications and how many of these members of Congress, uh, especially the senators in this confirmation hearing, ain't, they could never, they could never. Yeah, the, the, the thing about this, like she's got lots of like endorsements and reference letters and like people just speaking up like, you know, from across from both sides. Right. You know, Democrats, Republicans, like just across the board, folks think she's she's been a great judge and she would make a great Supreme Court justice. Um, you know, one telling thing is that Ted Cruz. Right. He clerked for a judge. That judge wrote a reference letter <laughs> for for KBJ, right? So as even as he was throwing out his his venom at her, right, the folks he clerked for gave her a, a, a check. Now I don't think they would do that for Dan Cruz. <laughs> mm. I don't think they would send him a reference letter for nothing. So that speaks volume right there of just um, how folks um, think about her qualifications. And her, you know, capacity to be a great Supreme Court justice. Mm, mm, mm. Well, she just went through this for uh, her latest federal judiciary appointment. She's done this what three times? She's done it three other times before, and so mm -hmm. now all these manufactured outrages that they have are exactly that manufactured. So mm -hmm. I get it. This is part of the the theater that has to happen. So Judiciary Committee, she'll obviously be. Um, will come out of that Judiciary Committee and be recommended for the the floor vote for the entire Senate, and she will be appointed. So even Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema's fuck asses are not going to fuck this one up. And there will be some Republicans who will vote for her as well. None of the Hawley, Cruz types, but um, Susan Collins, weak ass, and Lisa Murkowski, I think that... Um, it'll end up being somewhere in that 52-48 range, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, T. Petty, we talked about this before, so this will swing the court now, 6-3 conservatives. Um, well, it'll stay 6-3 conservatives because Breyer is retiring. But, um, you know, Black America and America in general will be watching to see how these votes go down. There may be some states that might be swing states that – if a senator makes a wrong move, especially as these midterms, especially as these midterms come up, they make the wrong move. It could, uh, you know, very well provide some fuel for the fire for their opponents. So we'll see what happens. But more importantly, six three now, but it could be five four. Uh, Justice Clarence Thomas was admitted to the hospital with quote unquote flu like symptoms on Thursday. Today, as we take this on Wednesday, he was supposed to be released, but he is still hospitalized. Give us the four one one on that. I mean, so I saw the news when I was traveling and I was like, this is fantastic. I believe I saw when I was on the beach. Um, so I admit that I smiled. I mean, he's fucking terrible. He has been terrible. Another credibly accused sexual predator that sits on the Supreme Court, highest court in the land. So he and his boy Kavanaugh are both rapey Mick Rapersons. I have not forgotten that, nor will I. Um so, I mean, I feel like uh, Ivan Drago, if he dies, he dies. I, I don't give a fuck. Um, 
but it would be fantastic. Did you just make know. a Rocky reference? I absolutely did. <laughs> I don't give a single solitary chicken fried fuck about Clarence Thomas because he don't give a fuck about us. Him and his bitch ass wife. They're both trash. Who so, was uh, who put herself at the January 6th, not the riot. She said she left before uh, Orange President showed up and told everybody to go on. But she was at several of the demonstrations there and placed herself uh, in the fracas there. The um, brouhaha before uh, everything happened on January 6th. Sorry, so she says she's on. a lying ass bitch. So she she probably was in the hall smearing her feces somewhere. She is utter trash. Let us not forget how she called Anita Hill and demanded an apology like 25 years after the fact. I have yeah, not still, sure still waiting. I remember that. Raggedy <laughs> bitch. So fuck her. If her mm-hmm. husband dies, don't give a fuck about that either. Um, but I don't know who uh, Biden's next appointee could potentially be. But that would be interesting. It'd be interesting to see what kind of fight the Republicans would put up again. Um, a five five-ish four split they might be more um worried about because Roberts tends to be the swing vote mm-hmm. even though his ball-headed ass was the one responsible for the gutting of the civil rights act so I have not forgotten that mm-hmm. um but he he has been known to to uh side with the moderates on the court in uh, several key cases over the past few years so they probably will put up a much uh, heftier fight if Clarence Thomas' um, squinty-eyed ass does kick the bucket because Roberts is is known to sort of um, be that that swing vote. So that would be an interesting kind of calculation to see what happens. And it might be another case of, if these Democrats fuck around and lose the midterms, then McConnell just holding the seat open like he did with Merrick Garland. Uh, so I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next uh, several months. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, with Kagan, uh, Sotomayor uh, and, you know, now uh, Katanji Brown Jackson, uh, Jackson Brown uh, being on the court, um, you know, and if another opening pops up you got a lot of cases that could go down five four so uh, we'll see how this goes i think the importance of women uh, on the court um as well less ego more substance um, Mm. as well hold on hold on that's i mean amy coney barrett is on the court she's a woman she's trash yes but i was talking more on the on the liberal side as opposed to the conservative side but uh they lose one and they lose another one we get down to five four and you have um, these brilliant legal minds on the um, on the liberal side, excuse me, um, might be able to, you know, do some convincing and, and sway uh, some votes some way. So we'll see how this goes. We got to get uh, uh, KJB in first and then, uh, you know, see uh, where we where we go from there. Drees, uh, Clarence Thomas, uh, he has flu like symptoms. Don't know what the uh, status is right now. But um, you talked about Herman Cain from Godfather's Pizza and all the rallies and shit he went to and that the GOP don't got no love for melanated peoples. Uh, Go ahead and and run with that. Look, just think about this. Who you think he hanging around? Like, I'm I'm telling you, you you can cite the studies, everything show that it is 
mostly Republicans <laughs> that's unvaccinated or unwilling to get vaccinated or tend to go maskless. And that's probably who he hanging around with. To be honest with you, I'm just going to be honest with you. That's who he hanging around with. So he, like, it wouldn't surprise me if he got, you know, if he got COVID. And like I said, you know, it's like, you know, T. Patty, I, I know you question, you know, Clarence Thomas, but he's still a black man. But do he know he a black man? Yeah, he, he don't know it, but his exactly. body know Fuck it. Fuck him. His, Fuck him. His body know it. I tell you, you can't, one thing you can't, money, it don't help you escape it totally, is, is the social determinants of health. Well, and just with him being a black man, I don't care if he's rich or not, it help a little bit, but it don't completely remove all those social determinants of health that plague black people. So some of those probably mm -hmm. catching up with him too. You, you, you know can think I, all you want to think, but it'll it'll get you in the end. So you know what I say to that? Oh, fucking well, Clarence. That's what your ass get. You see how they played Herman Cain? His dumb ass fucked around with them and found out when his lungs collapsed and he died. And they were still tweeting shit from his dead ass Twitter account. <laughs> Talking about how COVID was a hoax. See how they play them? They continue to use them until they use them up. And so yeah. do I have any sympathy to spare for him? Any spawn he may have produced his wife and anybody who may mourn his passing? I do not fuck him and fuck them. Hmm. Yeah, I, it, it don't look good. That's why I want to say it just it don't look good. Oh, well, you know, I don't you know, I don't wish that on nobody. But look that, you know, it could it could shift the court. And that's okay. that's what it is. Like you, you are justice. For your life, for lifetime, unless you you can't decide to re retire, right? We know that. But like, I don't think he's gonna retire. He ain't gonna not now. Oh, he ain't gonna he choose to retire never, not now. He will mm -hmm. never no, he retire. Died. He, he will die first, yeah. and yeah. that's that's hey. a lifetime job. Adios, Clarence. Now we we don't well I don't wish any ill upon um, you know anyone but um, I do have the melody to Fifty Cent's Many Men playing through my head uh, time and time again this past <laughs> week, week and a half. so um, uh, we have that there. You listen to the digital gumbo. I mean I don't wish ill upon. No no I didn't man, say that you did I just said for myself. But I, I also don't give a fuck if something bad happened to him. Mm -hmm. I don't. And if yeah, you can't, you can't honest, fake like you care. Yeah, you can't, I don't like, you can't care. fake like you care. Fuck yeah, that's him. right. All the yeah. shit that he said. Basically, he's been like, well, I've made it. So fuck all y'all other black people. He said his degree from wherever the fuck he graduated from Yale or wherever it was, was mm -hmm. discounted. He felt like it had affirmative action stamped on it. And fuck him and his receding ass hairline. Bye, mm -hmm. Clarence. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, I don't wish no ill on them. I didn't say you did either, but I mean, it's just sometimes like stuff like this happens and it makes you think something else is at play, right? Like remember uh, Justice Antonin Scalia, he got sick, he died. They never had an autopsy. They like buried him like within three days. And then that did he was get that. sick? Because I thought he just died. He just died at some like ranch or something somewhere. Yeah. I, I don't know if he was, was he sick or did he just, I don't think he like super fell ill, but it was very quick uh, what they, came yeah. upon him. They didn't yeah. publicize whatever it was. Mm -mm, they Remember didn't do there was all those conspiracy theories like Obama had him killed. Like, yeah, yeah. His ass just died. And Clarence, 
rolling around with these people that got the Rona, including his whack, crazy ass wife. Mm. The fact that he ended up with something like this. I mean, oh, well. Yeah, very strange. Hey, you're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. This is episode 81. We thank you for riding with us. The Digital Gumbo Podcast is all about news, current events, race, culture, and politics. And we will touch on each one of those items in this episode. Uh, Digital Digital Gumbo Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and all other podcast platforms except the ones that uh, the one that rhymes with iSpy. Uh, we encourage you to get it to anywhere except there. Download, follow, rate, and review today. Download, follow, rate, and review today. We're also on your smart devices and smart speakers, including Alexa. Hopefully, we did not make your um, Alexa device go off. If uh, we did, we apologize. And also your smart speakers like Google Assistant. Uh, Dries, the war, well, it's not, the, I guess it's the war in Ukraine. Russia's war on Ukraine continues. Uh, and now going into a second month, um, looks like uh, Ukraine is continuing to push back Russian forces. Uh, they're saying that uh, estimates show that Russia has lost about 10% of their troops that they've sent into Ukraine. Um, give me your observations on what you've seen on the reports on the war and you know, there's a, you know, some type of uh, talk about a peace treaty. I don't know if I trust it, but what do you uh, think? Uh, give me the heads up on, on what's going on with the war in Ukraine. Yeah, I've been I've been hearing these stories, too. And it's it, I, I kind of take it a couple of different ways. Right. Like, I think the last thing I heard was like between 7000 to 14000 Russian troops have been killed. Right. And they, they report the story about it. And it's, it's this story of like Ukrainian resistance, right? And they are fighting really hard, right? And, you know, and, you know, the death toll on the Russian side is, you know, it's significant, right? And I know the way that we're framing this story and it's in support of Ukrainian people and telling this story of resistance. But behind that, I'm, I'm automatically thinking if 7,000 of the 14,000 like Russians are dead, like how many Ukrainians, right? Like, what does that count like? And not, not talking about military, right? Because you got like, it's Russian military over there, but you got Ukrainian citizens, right? They're fighting it in Ukraine. So my mind is just thinking about the death toll of like Ukrainians and of, of like, you know, men, women, children, like citizens who aren't, you know, they've, they've been, you know, they've been placed into the military because they have to fight, right? Like they have to fight for their homeland. But like that cows, you know, on the other side, it just makes me think about that, um, you know, that side of it, so. Yeah, totally uh, understand that. Uh, T. Petty, not sure, uh, being on vacation, how much you've been able to, to keep up on the war. As we speak, uh, uh, President Biden is in Poland for a uh, impromptu meeting of uh, NATO and some other folks uh, trying to get their strategy together. Um, you know, Poland, or excuse me, Ukraine has been asking Poland to give them some jets and that the U.S. could replenish those jets so that uh, Ukraine could continue uh, their uh, defense on their country uh, and uh, fight back against the Russians. But uh, one month in and, um, you know, uh, children, citizens in Ukraine uh, continue to fight, but uh, many of their citizens uh, continue to die at the hands of uh, Russian forces. Well, the Russian forces are deliberately targeting civilian sites, hospitals, schools, 
places where they know uh, women and children and the elderly are sheltered. Uh, so they don't give a fuck about committing war crimes um, inside of everybody and they just lie about it. Um, and so this is going to continue until this comes to some kind of conclusion. So I'm really, I've really been trying to figure out like what Vladdy's end game is here because the, the repercussions of what he's doing are going to ripple through that society for a very long time. So all kinds of businesses and stuff are pulling out. They can't get to their $600 billion that they have salted away um, to protect against the sanctions. Like I really think that he underestimated the response from the West and from NATO I guess he was thinking with all those years of the Orange Medicine Office that the NATO alliance was a lot weaker than he suspected it was. Um, and so I honestly don't see how like this ending quickly, right? Unless somebody takes him out from the inside or he dies. The rumors are that he's sick, that he has Parkinson's and has some other issues going on. That's the word on the curb. So I, I honestly don't know, but the the loss of life, um, particularly the civilians is distressing. Um, and there's just going to be no, there's no end in sight that I can see. Yeah, I second you on that end game thing. It's like, bro, like, what's the deal? Like, you know, you're saying you wasn't going to attack, but you attacked. And then now you're attacking and you're saying that, you know, Zelensky, uh, president of Ukraine, prime minister, he wants to meet with you and broker a truce, uh, a, a peace treaty. And, you know, is you going to, you know, agree to meet with him? Or I don't know if you meet with him face to face or, you know, if it's like through a teleconference or whatnot. And then, you know, you're saying that you agree to a peace treaty and then you continue to attack. So, um, yeah, it's, we just, uh, need to just pray for de-escalation because, um, you know, uh, one of these, uh, bombs or missiles or whatnot, uh, fly into Polish airspace or into Romania or any, uh, NATO country. Um, the way NATO goes is you attack one of us, you attack all of us. And, uh, that's the start of World War III in any way, shape or form. Plus, uh, nuclear warheads uh, is there as well. So, um, you know, we just, uh, need to, to pray for peace. And uh, again, some of these NATO countries is continuing to get oil and gas from Russia, which is giving them, you know, an economic pipeline. And uh, they actually refuse to uh, stop doing business with uh, Russia as far as this oil is concerned. So we'll see what happens uh, after this uh, impromptu summit that uh, President Biden is attending, see what comes out from that. And then, um, you know, they talk with uh, Biden's sort of economic uh, sanctions czar uh, in a news interview. And essentially, he was like uh, Eddie Murphy on uh, Beverly Hills Cop. He was like, this is deep, but I can go deeper. So, you know, it's like, um, you know, they got some other things that they could do to, um, you know, choke off uh, the rest of the money uh, for Russia. So we'll see how it goes. Maybe there'll be a house of cards in Russia that will fall upon itself. And we'll see how that goes. Um, T. Petty. But, I, you-, like, you know, I, I want to say this, too. It's like, I, like I, I've been like y'all, like not like trying to say, like, what is his end game? And, you know, people have been like talking about it and analyzing it. The thing that has made the most sense to me, and it's not saying like this is what he's thinking, but it was like, um, like 
Ukraine was like pulling closer to the West, right? Like it was like hopefully it had, you know, thoughts of possibly one day joining NATO. And for Russia, like if you if, like if Ukraine is like right there and they start leaning towards the West and they get tight in with NATO, then do it's a wrap for Russia. Because that, that means like it's right on your border border and ain't no buffer. And just like what Russia did to Ukraine, where it's like, OK, I'm going to just surround you with troops and and advance. Like if Ukraine becomes part of NATO, like Russia is worried about that. Right. It's like you can have like NATO troops all right in Ukraine, right on Russian borders. So I can see from like Vladimir Putin kind of thinking like this could be the end of us. Like the West is slowly creeping in. And if it keeps doing this, you know, it could be over. Mm, yeah, could be right. Could be right. We'll see what uh, what goes on with this. Hopefully uh, some positive steps come out of this peace treaty. Hopefully it can be brokered. And this uh, impromptu meeting of uh, NATO uh, and Western countries uh, there uh, in Poland. Um, Dries, I'm going to ask you this. This is a little bit of the lighter side of the war. Um, a lot of companies, uh, I guess uh, up to a thousand companies have shut down operations in um, Russia even had one man chain himself to the McDonald's because he didn't want the McDonald's to shut down. People was lined up before they closed up uh, so they can get their last Big Mac ski or whatever it is that they uh, serve over there in Russia. Bro, um, have you ever chain linked yourself or handcuffed yourself to anything uh, in terms of like a social protest or any kind of protest in general? It, it wouldn't be no McDonald's. <laughs> It wouldn't be no McDonald's for sure. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like I've I've gone to bat for things that I've really wanted or th thought that should should be there, like whether that's you know protesting out, marching, whatever we had to do. But I don't think I've ever physically chained myself to something. Not like that physically. Yeah, uh, your boy ain't with whips and chains. And look, a brother don't need to see no handcuffs no more. Mm -mm. I was like, I was terrorized by roots and the whole nine yards and black people in chains and handcuffs that don't uh, go too smooth. T. Petty, have you? Well, I'm not going to ask you like that. T. Petty, <laughs> have you ever protested anything? And has the protest um, involved handcuffs or were you ever led away from a protest in cuffs or the little uh, plastic bracelets? So protesting, yes, hand led away from uh, a protest in handcuffs or handcuffing myself to something as part of a protest. Absolutely fucking not. That's not a thing that I will do. Uh, it's a no for your girls, zero out of 10. Kudos to the young people who can, can and will do that. The firebrand days for me are done. So I can affect change in a different way. Um, and it will not be involving my physical body being handcuffed to anything for a protest. Have I, I you think I've climbed on some stuff before. I've climbed on some top of some stuff. I think I that's mean. about the closest. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Nookie? Have you done this? Uh, let's see. I have marched. Uh, okay. I've not been uh, given plastic handcuffs. I've never been uh, handcuffed by the police, hands behind your back, nothing like that. Thank God. Um, but I'm I'm getting a little older now. I might get honorary. I mean, mm, 
maybe outside of the COVID bubble, I might go to jail. I mean, I'll be released or something like that. But, you know, just to stand with my oppressed brothers and sisters. But it's got to be like some real shit. It can't be like um, Burger King clothes or something like that. Or, you know, they won't <laughs> let me wear my mask at bingo. I'm not. Mm, that's no, no, no. Not doing that. Not doing that. Speaking of germs, T. Petty, uh, in an effort to reduce their waste worldwide, Starbucks says by 2023 they will introduce a borrow a mug program it mm-hmm. sound it is just what it sounds like so mm-hmm. the deal is is that if you don't have your own mug you know they sell those on the side and get that extra income if yeah. you don't come with your own mug you can leave a deposit mm-hmm. take a mug or a thermos with you they'll fill it up and then you have to bring it back to get your deposit etc etc the the germaphobe the germaphobe in me absolutely positively cringe fucking not that is disgusting these ill we see how these people hey they don't wash their bodies so you think you can trust them to watch no 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 just buy the fucking mug and go about your business. If you can afford a Starbucks, you can afford the extra 15 bucks to buy one of their overpriced mugs or tumblers or whatever. But renting it All and right, bringing it back, that's disgusting. Listen, this 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 feels inauthentic to me. This they <laughs> <laughs> listen. They basically they just selling mugs. Cause think about this. Who gonna bring All right, you're going to come in. Okay, it's like, you need a mug. All right, we'll 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 let you borrow a mug, put it on the deposit. You borrow the mug. You know people don't care. If you're buying a 5 or $6 coffee drink, you don't care nothing about no cup, no mug. You're going to take that cup of mug home. You're going to forget it the next morning. You're going to be right back there again. It's like, oops, I forgot my mug again. Let me give you another deposit. And you know how like people are going to lose the mugs? So this is just, they're going to sell more mugs. That's all this is. Mm. I got a couple of thoughts on this. Okay. One. So say you have like somebody, you know, like people that just like are pack rats and they live in a car and they like drive around and stuff from location to location. Let's just say that they got like old coffee, like with cream and sugar deposits all in the bottom of their glass and they didn't put their dirty ass, nasty ass lips on this <laughs> mug or thermos or whatever. And then they drive up to the drive through Starbucks, fill her up. And then you introduce in some, I mean, it could be bug dander, dog dander, anything. Dander. And my thing is like, can, can anybody return the mugs? It's going to be like, you're going to have people like looking in trash cans like, oh, I found these three star. Starbucks mugs. Let so me return kinda, them to the store to get the yeah, cash deposit. It's kind of like the nicer sort of thermoses that they have that, you know, you could put the yeah. straw in there or whatever. That's what they're trying to get people to aim towards. So you might be spot on in terms of them trying to sell additional mugs, but that's one. But you still, you know, like um, a person might leave their coffee mug, you know, like with the stuff on it on Friday, and then they come back around on Monday and fill her up and they ain't rinsed that out or nothing. Also, <laughs> Pre-COVID, we've been to bars and um, you know how they do the drink glasses and stuff. They put it in a solution. Nobody knows what the hell is in that. Then they semi half ass rinse it. And then, you know, 
they dry it or whatever, and then they make it another new drink out of that. It's just like, uh, I don't know, you know, that's uh, <laughs> it's not yeah, like, the most. It's not like, a, okay, I, I used to be a dishwasher, y'all. I used to be a dishwasher, and I will tell you now. So when you wash dishes and glasses and stuff like that, you do put like one of those chemical tablets in the rinse thing. So mm. it does kind of provide some germ kind of stuff. No, and you're supposed it. to let it air dry. You cannot mm -hmm. wipe anything down. Any plate, you don't wipe anything in restaurants. It just air dries, right? But I will tell you, people, people sometimes forget to put the little tab in the water, the little chemical tab in the water. Hell. And they, they, you know, doing shortcuts. So sometimes you never know. So you never know. Mm. The other thing, too, is that even if you bring me a whole, you know, the whole sort of crate of the clean glasses. Now, what's the time? Did they just come out of the steamer and the whole standardized, you know, sterilized process? Or did you put these, um, you know, put these glasses next to the raw chicken at the Popeyes that got closed and it's rat nander and shit and doo-doo next to <laughs> it. Yeah, I, yeah I, I don't I don't trust like the bar glasses though, because the bar glasses, how they put it on that little um that little faucet that's that shoots up in the glass. Mm -hmm. And that's like, mm, I don't know if that got really clean. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So um here is the deal, right? Starbucks, I mean, they is um cramming these damn paper straws down our throat. I hate them uh, damn paper I straws. Hate those. They make I they get them. gummy and they make the, the drink taste funny, right? Whatever you making the paper straws out of, make the glad make the paper cups out of, make the lids out of that some kind of way. Come on, innovate. And then people could just throw it in the compost pile inside wherever. And then like, uh, it'll be a new tree. Or you could like put some dirt, a little dirt disc and a seed on the bottom of the cup. And then people could plant the cup if it's biodegradable and they could plant a tree and it'll be a tree like in 50 years. You know what I mean? But yeah, this whole uh, borrow. That's not like a lawsuit. Nook. It was like, Oh, I, I put my straw down too far in the cup and I sucked up my seed. No, no, they got to put it on the bottom, like on the disc of the cup or something like that. Or something, you know I know what I mean? people still will poke through it and be like, I ate my seed. Yeah, human beings is crazy. But yeah, this does not sound like a good idea. So it's I don't know what, what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, so do y'all use, um, so y'all know what I start, what I did during the Rona, which I should have done a long time ago, um, is I bought, some stainless steel straws and mm -hmm. so i just carry those around with me it comes in its own little carrying case and every day it especially comes in handy on a plane when you don't want to take your mask off but you still want to drink your drink um so y'all should start carrying one of those it can fit into your pocket yeah yeah i got a stainless steel straw my thing is is that i'll put it in my back pocket and then dent it and then i won't be able to sip my beverage regularly i won't be able to get that flow and then i'll be screwed oh, so uh, or maybe it, make, it makes different sounds when you're slurping <laughs> it starts like a flute like why is your straw whistling okay <laughs> that's <laughs> gross wow. okay well there was an unexpected uh, twist and turn on that story um let's see Drees, uh, they are approving the vaccine for babies five and under. Uh, they might be able to roll this out in the next six months or so. I know you don't have any five and unders, but that is the last group that uh, remains largely unvaccinated in America. Uh, do you think people will be receptive to this or are we looking at um, mask protests, et cetera, round two for the kids? I, I think people would just avoid it, right? Like, it, it, like you know, it's one thing to cause like a big, 
uproar and stirs like how dare you how do this i think people just won't take their kids right like that'll be the you know, like and nobody will they won't be saying out there protesting it's just like i'm not taking my under five-year-old to get the vaccine you know because i think it's different under five right it, it, it just it depends right like if you yeah. have well i'm talking about it is i'm saying the calculation of risk becomes a little bit different right because one you're you're trying to calculate um, like the likelihood of them coming in contact with other people, right? Like if you're sending them out to childcare or daycare, like, yes. But if you're at home and they're there, there with you and it's kind of isolated, then I think parents just make different choices depending on like their risk level they think their family is going to be exposed to. And I don't think we've been thinking about it at, at, with, with babies like that. So what is the likelihood that a child in this age is going to contract polio? But they give them that. The vaccine yeah, I, I, that I kids have yeah. between birth and five is like 40 different vaccinations. So Right, right, T. Petty. And, and that was, and that's baked into a system. Like it would have to be baked in as part of a vaccine and a batch of vaccine. If, it, if you keep it as a separate thing that people got to go out and do on top of that, then I don't think people would do it. I don't think they'll opt to do it. You got to make it like it's part of the polio vaccine. It's part of whatever. They get it when they um, turn this certain age, 18 months. They get all their shots and it's there, all of them together. Don't even think about it. You ain't got to read no sheet. We got it. But if it's like something separate that you got to go take them to get, I don't think people will get it. That's Do you think uh, Florida and Texas uh, will go ahead and mandate the uh, COVID-19 vaccine as a pre-K like K? Uh, vaccination requirement? No, absolutely not. Those fuckers that are uh, currently running those states, they don't give a damn if their citizens live or die. So anybody that lives in Florida and Texas, that's yet another reason to move from those fuck-ass states because you're essentially on your own. Like, they have let vaccine doses expire in both of those states. And uh, once the vaccines for children are made widely available, they're not going to do anything to publicize it, to distribute it, to do anything. And we all know this. So good luck to those parents of, of young children in those states. I see the uh, stupid mask mandates. They're going to be uh, these anti-vaxxers was already a thing, right? Then we didn't went through two years of this and they just going to come crawling out of the woodwork like pestilence. And um, maybe they could just homeschool their kids then, just keep them out of the system. But um, Well, that's what I said. If you don't want to vaccinate your children, fine. Keep those little walking Petri dishes at home with you and don't endanger anybody else, period. But instead, they want to not vaccinate their kids and then send them to public schools. Like, that's not how it works. And I don't give a fuck about your religious exception and send your kid to a religious school where none of those motherfuckers are vaccinated. And then y'all can all infect each other with whatever pestilence that you have. And I don't care if you can get mad about it. I don't give a fuck. You can send your angry emails to Nookie because he might read them because T. Petty don't care. Oh no! If it got anything to do with vaccine or talking about you ain't taking the vaccine, I'm, <laughs> I don't delete, delete. 
my, my computer ain't so vintage that I don't know where the delete button is. It's right at the top, right at the top. Um, yeah, people got options. They just need to take one. And if they don't want to take the vaccine and they can just homeschool and don't put your kids in sports programs associated with the school, public or otherwise, with the other kids that got to live up to the mask, uh, to the vaccine mandate. So there it is. Maybe they could start like a homeschool basketball league or whatever, sports league or whatever, but don't. Not mm-hmm. homeschool. Yeah, homeschool. <laughs> what school you go to? I'm getting homeschool. Up. <laughs> and starting at quarterback, oh, my name, Dave, Dave Jackson. And uh, I'm the quarterback. I'm homeschool. Yeah, yeah so- I actually don't have a problem with people that choose to homeschool their children more power to you. There are children who are uh, neurodivergent, who do better um, in a homeschool environment. As long as you're sane, however you educate your children is your business. But about vaccinations, this is it. Like you need to vaccinate your kids or you need to stay the fuck at home, period. Exactly. I mean, just get your kids a GED if they want to be homeschooled and then that satisfies the requirement and they can enter the work world uh, or go to college or do whatever they want to do. They ain't got to participate. But I'm telling you, that's, that's the thing though. Like like if you, if you for kids under five, they might not be going nowhere. Like we tend to think we got great childcare from zero to five, but it ain't, it ain't, it ain't hmm. no great childcare from zero to five. Oh no! You know, so they 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 might not be going nowhere. Most zero to five year olds, they is at the house. They ain't going nowhere. Mm. Now y'all heard a home shopping network. We gonna start the DG HSN, the Digital Gumbo Podcast Homeschool Network. Like start real early in the morning with like um, some Einstein baby Einstein videos. Then I come on, you know, uh, you know, uh, talk time with T Petty. And, uh, you know, um, wash your ass with uh, Idris Elbow, put some lotion on your body. And we come up with the numbers and the letters and the shapes and shit, colors. Yeah, we can get this going. Then, uh, you know, we have like high school dramas and stuff and homework hotline and even this could work. This could work. We need a sponsor, though. Washing your ass. We need to start an adult class about that because these motherfuckers are out here filthy. At five, five a.m. Wash your ass. No, we'll, we'll, we'll teach critical racist theory. Mm. It's just like <laughs> avoid all racists. This flag it's is racist. racist. <laughs> this flag is a terrorism symbol. So which flag it was? Just said that's what we it might. The American flag. Exactly. <laughs> Too funny. Too funny. Um, T. Petty, while you was away, you was in a state that does not observe daylight savings time. The Senate has voted to end daylight savings time. Um, or make it permanent beginning in 2023. You had uh, lobbied for this and uh, your please have not, P-L-E-A-S, have not fallen upon deaf ears. We could be rid of uh, or make daylight savings time permanent in 2023. So here's my question. Why is it now? <laughs> like, why isn't it the extra hour that we get? I mean, I guess it's because Daylight will start earlier and last longer, but you know, this first like couple weeks of, of daylight savings time is rough on everybody. Yeah. Um, but obviously it's a good idea. We are no longer agricultural or agrarian based society. So changing the times never made, it hasn't made sense for several decades. And then there were states that didn't observe it anyway. Indianapolis is, or Indiana is one. Hawaii is another, and there are probably some more. And it was I think just Arizona confusing. is one. 
And yeah, it was just confusing and ridiculous. And everybody gets all cranky around this time because they're not getting enough sleep. So, um, I mean, it's very interesting. That was the one thing like <laughs> the senators just got fed up and came in and, and got some fucking work done. Um, and it, was, it passed unanimously. Interesting. Uh, it'd be nice if they could do that around some other things that are affecting Americans. But this is one thing they did that was actually worthful, worth something. So kudos, I guess. But we'll see. They'll find some way to fuck it up because they can fuck up a wet dream. Mm, 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 mm. Drees, they will. They're looking to make daylight savings during time permanent. Uh, have you had any problem adjusting to the hour forward, spring ahead uh, thing? And um, are you you good with them making this daylight savings time permanent? Yeah, the change of time does throw you off. Like, cause you, your body, like it takes a minute to like adjust. Like I still wake up at the, the same time. I mean like that, not on the clock time, my body time. My body wakes up at the same time, whatever the time is on the clock. It was the time it was waking up before. And and so that does throw stuff off if you switch in hours. But what I, I don't quite understand yet, I think they're gonna make it permanent, which means we would have more daylight, right? That it would be more light throughout the day. I think that's right, but I don't know. So like, I need an example. You tell me it's gonna be more like this and this is how much light you're gonna have. So as essentially, I think the simplest way I can explain it is you know how the time is now? We won't yeah. have to like uh, fall back no more. It just will stay the same time. We're not going to go back and forth like cameo. Um, it's just going to be like this. Reg- it's just like the time is and then like, boom, like that's it. And so it's still going to get so right now during this time of the year, it's going to get dark around like seven to eight o'clock. Right. It's going to stay like that or does it get like. So- I mean. So it's, I mean, you know, the days get shorter and longer yeah. just based upon the natural pattern of the sun. So be like, yep. you know, we just, in the fall, we won't fall back. So it's like, uh, it won't get dark early like that. Like it'll still be dark at like six o'clock instead of five o'clock in November when we would have turned the clocks back. And then it'll just ease and creep up until like, you know, we get closer to summer. That's the longest amount of daylight, but we won't have to spring forward uh, no more either. Okay. So basically, we we um you won't ever have the sun going down at four fifty four. No, unless you live like in Maine or New Hampshire or somewhere real close uh, to you know the um you know like Canada or something like that. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, it's on its face, it seems like a good idea. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how this go. Um, T. Patty, I wanted to ask you. Uh, how are you, do you have allergies and how, if you do, how have you been doing with your allergies with, uh, this crazy weather we've been having? They're saying that allergies is off the chain with this tree pollen and winds whipping around in the whole nine yards. It'll like blow up for two weeks and then freeze back up. So do you have allergies? Are you an allergy sufferer and how are you doing with your allergies? So I do have allergies. Uh, surprisingly, I, never did until I moved to the city where we met Dries um, and lived there for a while and developed allergies as an adult um, that eventually have become now year-round allergies. So indoor and outdoor allergies. 
um, since I've been gone, I haven't really had too many issues and I really don't as long as I take my little nasal spray uh, in the morning and at night. But also I haven't been outside. Like, you know where I live is popular for a certain demographic to come down here and get drunk and act a goddamn fool. So what demographic is that? Um, I give you three guesses and the first two don't count. All right. <laughs> <laughs> <Leave that there. laughs> um, so I tend to stay in my house and minding my African-American business. So I'm really not outside with the people like that. But even when I go and sit out on my balcony, um, things don't really bother me. But I'll let you know now that the weather is consistently being warm. And you know, I like to have my windows open. Okay. So I'll let you know how that goes. But so far, so good. But I got okay. my eye out for those goddamn parachuting spiders that's supposed to show up this this oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be bringing pollen and, um, you know, poison of their own. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Like um, we had cicadas last year. Black Jesus, when will it end? It's the last days, last days. Wars, <laughs> rumors of wars, wars, pestilence. What's the what's the four white horses, the apocalypse? Uh, death. Famine, pestilence, uh, and what's the other and one? And war, war, and war. Well, Shit. I mean, we got all yep. four, so y'all better good. get right with God, especially you, Drees. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Drees I, I would just, argue with you, but I can't. <laughs> Drees, I just was going to ask you about your allergies, but apparently, one, give me some feedback on your allergies, and two, well, uh, you know, uh, are you right with God? I, you know, yeah, I know, right? It's it's all right. Well, thank you, um, um, Lindsey Graham. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not Lindsey. Oh, damn. <laughs> uh, you know, allergies. I've I've lived in three states, and the state I'm in now, I think I'm, I like I, my allergies aren't as bad in this state, and I think it's just because whatever you know stuff that is in the air. I'm not as allergic as the other two states I've lived in. So my allergies have mm. actually gotten better. And I was surprised these past few weeks, it hasn't bothered me. So uh, I'm, I'm usually a, a terrible um, allergy sufferer. I know one of my biggest ones is like pine pollen. So when I was in um, Carolina, where I grew up, pine pollen was everywhere. It's like yellow dust on everything. Mm. And so you don't have you know as many like pine pollen trees um, here in Maryland. So I'm, I'm a little bit better. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, I have one of those full allergy tests, right? Like they take your left arm and your right arm and they, oh, give, you the yeah. they give you yeah. little pricks. They give you the little pricks. Yeah. And, um, you know, I had like 24 on the left and 24 on the right. So I found out that I was allergic to, like I had hay fever when I was a kid, um, ragweed, pollen, cats, dogs and they also told me that i was allergic to cockroach dander so if i go oh, to yeah. somebody i am yeah. too yeah. yes yeah. so um i don't know like i haven't been to anybody's house that had roaches like within the last <laughs> 10 15 20 years but <laughs> my spidey sense i'm not bullshitting my spidey sense goes off if i go to somebody's house i don't have to see a roach i can tell almost immediately like if they don't have a cat or dog and um, I start itching and sneezing and shit. It's either That's dust it is, yeah. and dust mites or it's roaches. 
and I just have to politely excuse myself from the house and never come back again. I will be the king of the bullshit excuses as to why I can't come over once, you know, I figure out so-and-so has roaches. Okay? That's one. Um, the other thing is, um, uh, you know, when, if you're driving, especially during, you know, spring, when the pollen is out, you have to open all four windows and maybe start the car and let that air blow through your vents. Because like you said, Dries, that yellow pollen will stick to everything that'll get inside your car. It'll get inside those filters. You need to actually change your air filters in your car at least once a year. So, you know, what happens is you turn that on, you got the windows up, you're giving yourself a big ass bong hit of pollen. And then you're trying to, you know, stop at the red light and you almost get in an accident because you, you know, you at you, at you, at you. So that's, uh, that's another thing. Um, another thing people don't do is take their shoes off. Uh, these Jacksons that walk through the damn, um, grass and then they bring it in that pollen from that fresh cut black grass like uh, we got these landscapers i call them we never sleep landscapers they will not let a blade of grass grow they like seven o'clock in the morning yang, 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 yang. <laughs> Saturday or i'm like you sons of bitches can i sleep here damn yang, yang. and that damn leaf blower you hear it like two blocks away. Yeah. So you sound kind of bitter. Uh, you need a whole damn subdivision. So uh, that's another thing. And then the other thing is just to take your clothes off immediately when you come from outside. To me, I have not been anywhere lately in nature where outside air don't stink. Like, you know, outside kid. No, but like it's a like a, yeah, it's like a mix of outside kid, dog, and rain. That is like the worst smell ever. <laughs> you have to just completely disrobe and um, put on, as my, as my mama would say, you play clothes or take a shower. You especially got to get it out of your hair because if you have the pollen in your hair, then you put it on your um, your pillowcase, then it get in your covers and then your sheets, and then you sneeze in the whole damn night. So, you know, you got to be uh, careful as far as this pollen is concerned. So uh, those are our health tips today from the Digital Gumbo Podcast, Avoid Pollen and uh, hopefully uh, you're not an allergy sufferer, but uh, they got lots of pills over the counter and um, prescription to deal with that. But uh, if you can avoid pollen, I think you've uh, cut your battle in half. Um, okay, wait, 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 wait. I have uh, something that, to ask y'all about this whole pollen thing. Yes. So, ho, ho, this is the thing. <laughs> I am astounded by the number of people who like go outside their house and then come home and sit on their bed in their no, outside clothes. Not black people. No, you said it, not me. Mm, However, you are not lying. And mm -hmm. also people who leave their house, rip and run all day, running in the street, <sighs> come home and then don't take a shower and climb their filthy asses in their beds. Ew. Like, I just don't understand it. It's, and those are also the same people who only wash their sheets like once a quarter. Like, oh, uh, no. yeah, like in, in the South, we should we should call that wallowing. Like, why? <laughs> like, you better not wallow in this bed like a pig. You know, like pig wallowing like filth. No, nah, you better not do that. You can't I mean, do that. that's that's what it is though. And I just I'm perplexed by it. Like, people really didn't grow up like we grew up, and I I just don't understand. 
Red Fox once said um, in one of his comedy routines, like, don't get under the covers with your wild hickory nuts. That's uh, essentially the same thing. <laughs> <Not> wild hickory nuts. <laughs> That's essentially the same thing uh, as wild. But uh, so um, I saw a documentary one time about skin flakes and like um, the mm. fitted sheets and the other sheets. And that becomes food for like uh, bed bugs and mites to eat off of. It is the most yes. disgusting thing I've ever seen. It's oh. disgusting. Everybody, please take yeah. a shower before you go to bed. If you've been outside, do not sit on the bed in your outside clothes. All of these things are utterly disgusting and you need to do better with your life. It's the wash your ass show with Idris Elbow on the digital gumbo homeschool network. Yeah. We are literally, we're just trying to help y'all out. We're really trying to help you out. <laughs> Dries, I know the baby's got allergies. You saw that big tree in your backyard and uh, all that grass and stuff, man. How you doing at the new place? And do you or uh, Mrs. Elbow or the kids, how y'all doing with y'all allergies? We, we doing pretty good. The kids are like, um, you know, my youngest, he 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 has allergies really bad. We got to give him Nasonex, Zyrtec, everything before he go out. He on a routine and he does it like every few weeks. We got to like get it in his system so he, he's okay. Um, like I said, I've been better. I don't know what it is, if it's the mask wearing that's been helping me. Um, the other thing is like I don't cut grass no more. Like I used to cut grass back in the day. And whatnot, but now it's like, uh, like I, I like mm, I, outside cutting grass, pushing the lawnmower, weed eater, blowing dust around with the little thing. I just don't do that no more. Um, and so I think that's helped as well. Um, my wife has felt it a little bit, and my daughter's been okay. So it's it's kind of a mixed bag for us. Okay. Okay. Now here's uh, one of the tips that one of my allergy doctors told me a long time ago. So you go to the farmer's market, right? And that real, real honey from the farm, um, it has the natural, like uh, it has the um, bee pollen in it. And mm -hmm. if it's that bee, if it's that honey that's local to your area, just give the kids maybe twice or three times a week, a teaspoon of that honey. And that'll give them everything they need to fight naturally against um you know, their allergies as far as pollen is concerned. All so right, said, I like that. It tastes delicious and it's got to be from your area though. You can't like, okay. you know, like people getting California, California honey, but they live in West Virginia, something like that. No, it's got to be like in your area because your bees are in your area and then um, they pollinate when they make uh, that, that uh, honey. And then uh, that'll help them soothe the throat. Um, and then give them what they need. Like, I don't know if it's enzymes or what it is, but um, locally grown honey will help you to uh, fight allergies. So uh, yeah, it's another little thing. All right, I'm going to try that one. Absolutely, absolutely. Drees, Google Maps went down last week and uh, people was panicked. You what? know these kids- you Oh, know these did kids, it really? It did. These kids can't halfway huh. read, let alone read a map. And um, they were saying people was late and showing up places or canceling appointments because they didn't know how to get from point A to point B. Dries, how good are you at reading a map? And could you get from point A to point B without navigation to somewhere that you had never been um, one time? Uh, I could like I, I keep a, a paper map in my car. Like I, 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 one is because I grew up in the South and, you know, we, we grew up in an area without like GPS and like stuff like that. But also, um, you know, I just, 
like sometimes your phone dies, something like that. So I always wanted to have that backup. So I got a map of the area I live in, a large map of the area I live in. So if I really had to get somewhere, I could find it, right? Like if I if I know the street address, I can look at it on the map and find out and then figure out what's the best route to take to get there that way. Now, um, I, I, I believe that if I'm not great at directions, just remembering off the top of my head. So I will say that, like, if I don't have no map and I'm trying to say, oh, I think it's this way, I'm going to go in this direction. I ain't good at that. I, I have to look at a map and I can follow it. But I, I'm not good at just a sense of direction, finding a place without markings or maps. Gotcha. Got it. T. Petty, Google Maps goes out. How good are you at reading a map? And would you be able to get from point A to point B to a place that you've never been before if you had to drive? So I'm great at reading a map. Um, so my father is super old school. If y'all have met him, then you know. And a prerequisite for being able to drive a car after getting a license in his house was you had to know how to check the oil, add windshield wiper fluid, change a flat tire and read a map. So I'm good at reading maps. I have a good sense of direction. Unlike some people who don't know north, south, from east, from west, I do. Um, really what I use these, these um, apps for is to navigate the traffic. So even if I know where I'm going, I like to know like, okay, my usual route is all fucked up because of traffic or these damn truckers or whatever. So I'm going to, I need like an alternative route that I might need, not be as familiar with, but in a pinch, I, I could definitely navigate and get to where I need to go without relying on a map on an app to do it. Okay. Okay. I think I'm in the same boat. I'm like the king of the one turn. Like if I make a wrong turn, then I have to get off at the ex next exit, go up, down and around and get back and go to the opposite way that I was coming from. Um, I think I'd be okay without Google Maps. You know what it is? Like when I go on vacation and sometimes I tend to go to the same places, I remember like um, places and street names when I go on vacation more because I pay attention as opposed to home. Like if you like, how do I get to your house? I'm like, well, you go here, you go there, take a left. What's the name of that street? I don't know. I mean, just take a left, shit. But um, like when I'm home, I don't necessarily pay attention to street names and whatnot. When I'm on vacation, I know exactly which way to go, uh, especially places that I've frequented um, as opposed to, to places at home. But yeah, I'd be able to get by, I think, uh, without, I mean, I might have to leave a little bit earlier just in case I mess up. But, you know, as long as my little car got the compass with the east, north, south, and west, I, I should be good to go. So that's how that go. That's how that go. I'm, I'm not good at, at, at um, street names either, or remembering street names. I tend to remember landmarks is because yeah. of how I always navigate it. Like I, I, cause when I was growing up in the South, like uh, a lot of our, like the roads we were on were like back country roads. So mm -hmm. like, you didn't have like street signs at every like, inter you know, there was like, you know, you wouldn't just see street signs. Like, I think I was maybe, yeah, I was, um, I was probably in my teens before the street I, I lived on actually had a street sign name. Like, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm bad at street names. 
Yeah, yeah. Now I can dig it with the landmarks until like they come and demolish it, and then they put up like a condo building or apartment building. Like didn't it? Didn't it used to be some some? Like oh no, that's been going for you know like since the last time you seen it. Because they be putting these building ups quickly. Like they come in two days demolition, and then they putting up the new building, and it be together in some cases in less than a year. I'd be like, damn, this used to be such and such. No, it ain't such and such no more. So I dig you about the the um the landmarks but sometimes man with this rapid development uh that they got going with housing and whatnot they uh be changing the whole landscape t petty we are rounding third and heading for home i need you to give me one shout out a final thought flowers or a prediction uh hoo, hoo, hoo. um Oh, this is this is rough. Like prediction already like KBJ is going to be appointed to the Supreme Court. Just a matter of time. So flowers to her. I guess a flower and prediction all wrapped up in one. And I don't know which category this one falls into, but uh the right before I left, we didn't get a chance to talk about this. That apartment building that blew the hell up in Silver Spring. Oh damn. Um, did y'all see that? I did see that. Yeah. Um, miraculously, nobody was was killed. Like, I don't even know how that happened. So I guess shout out to Black Jesus for protecting those people because that was some scary shit. Yeah. The way they showed it was like uh, they said somebody was going to perform some maintenance work and turn the gas valve the wrong way or hit a gas main. And then um, the gas was escaping and then it was an explosion and then a fire and literally like, um, you know, the whole facade was blown off of the uh, apartment building. You could look right inside uh, the apartments and there was, uh, I guess they said about 200 people displaced. But like you said, uh, uh, T. Patty, miraculous that uh, no one was uh, no one was killed in that. So uh, you're right on that one. You're right on that one. Um, Drees, give me one of the final four, a prediction, a shout out flowers or predictions shout out flowers or final thought all right i'm gonna I'm hit you with a couple of like um final thoughts um so one uh joe biden is going where he's supposed to be going to poland where you where are you going poland yep he's going to poland mm-hmm. right, he's going to poland check it out okay i just want to say i hope this trip goes smoothly i don't nothing happen it's some, I was thinking about this. It's like Joe's over there. Something happened. And then all of a sudden, we in World War III. So hopefully not, nothing happened. Putin don't do nothing crazy. You know, nothing there. So that's, that's just a thought running in my mind. So hopefully it's just a thought and nothing comes of it. Um, the other one is, I, you know, I think Joe might get another um, Supreme Court nominee. You might get it. And I don't know how. I'm not saying how. But he might get another one in before his term is up. So we could be looking good on that. So I guess that might be like a somewhat of a closing thought and a prediction. Okay. Okay. I can dig that. Um, man, I'm trying to think. Do I have a final thought? Prediction? Shout out? I guess a shout out to our teachers, you know, that's been through hell and back with these kids, kids coming back and you know, now uh, they're lifting these mask mandates and whatnot. And I guess everybody in the public sector, as far as, you know, making hard decisions about going back to work, changing um, jobs, et cetera. 
but uh, especially people in the public sector that's dealing with the folks that was, you know, unmasked to a certain degree. And now everybody taking their damn mask off except me. So, (laughs) (laughs) so this is, I mean, it's cold and flu season still it's allergies still and it's Rona and just God knows what else is out there. So uh, I'm just going to keep my mask on, you know, like uh, the, the good books say we're two or more gathered. I'll be masked up. Amen. Amen. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, just uh protection uh, for those in the public sector dealing with these uh, angry anti-maskers uh, maskers. So uh, hopefully they'll uh, get their act together. But, uh, you know, somebody going to get punched in the face because they coughing and breathing on somebody because they didn't get their two for one coupon or rain check or they sold out of something that they wanted to buy, which is uh, absolutely positively ridiculous. We just too privileged over here. And, um, you know, my God, people do not deal well with disappointment. One thing goes wrong and they make that like the focal point of having a badass day. Just like relax. Take it down a couple notches. It's really not that serious. Like, you remember the lady that um, uh, got into the argument, I think it was on Mother's Day at damn Applebee's or some shit like that, because she couldn't buy her family or her family couldn't buy uh, Mother's Day dinner in Pennsylvania. It was like a whole police incident in the whole nine yards when they had no people there. So that's my that's my uh, final thought for Mother's Day and Father's Day too. Get your damn reservations in so that you're not disappointed and then you're angry at people because you couldn't uh, go to dinner. In fact, just barbecue. Get your own shit, cook it, have it at your place at your time. <laughs> Stay with your own damn germs. And, you know, it's all a numbers game. It's like the less people that you come in contact with that you don't, then you could, you know, pretty much stay in a bubble. But when you go in and you're introducing yourself and you're not going, if you're not going to mask, which I would say the majority of people listen to this podcast mask and have, um, you know, the two doses, do you. But if you're not, if you're not in that group, don't be, you know, mixing and matching. Just uh, do your shit at your own house. Be free. Home school, home eat, do whatever you got to do. Home theater. Shit. They, they got a whole damn thing open for everybody at home. I know home is where the heart is. Home is where your ass should be, too, if you don't want to, you know, <laughs> you know, your, your vaccine, your mask or whatever. So uh, just think about it, you know, and uh, hopefully uh, everything will be all right. Um, y'all got anything else before I give uh, the final spiel? No, uh, I'm good. Nothing else other than very, very proud of KBJ. Yes, yes. And um she will be on Supreme Court Justice, and then, uh, you know, we'll see how these cases go, and we'll see uh, if Dries's prediction comes correct. He was uh, he was spot on. He said that Biden had to nominate a Black woman. He did that. This confirmation will go through, and then uh, we'll see uh, what the prospects uh, look like for an additional Supreme Court uh, Justice going forward. Well, listen, this is episode 81 of the Digital Gumbo podcast. Digital Gumbo. And see, I almost did it. Always at the end. Always at the end. Always. (laughs) The Digital Gumbo podcast is a podcast all about news, current events, 
race, culture, and politics with a lot of laughs in between. We're available on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. Download, uh, download, follow, rate, and review today. Download, follow, rate, and review today. And let's see our social media handles on uh, Twitter. We have uh, myself uh, at Nookie Bishop Jr. We got uh, at the Digital Gumbo is our podcast handle. Uh, Adris is at I am uh, at I am Adris Elbow at I A M I D R I S E L B O W. And T Petty is at T Petty sixteen nineteen. You can also find us on Instagram at the Digital Gumbo Podcast. I am at uh, I am Nookie Bishop Jr. And Dries is again uh, even on Instagram at I am Idris Elbow. So full uh, episode, full library episodes is available. Oh, this is what I wanted to tell y'all. So um, one, T Petty, I wanted to let you know you got to Google this, and I'll send you the article. They said the speaker called S O N O S might be listening in on your private conversations, like A L E X A. So I want you to. Go in. You might have to toggle some uh, some defaults on that. I don't want uh, none of you huh. to be listening. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's, be, that's not good. <laughs> might, might be a possible lawsuit with that. But two, I thought that um, some foreign governments had knocked this off a of, uh, Apple Podcast. So I listened to our podcast quality control through my um, Rainforest speaker device lady. And I was asking for our podcast and it was saying it couldn't figure it out or I can't get this right now. And this was going on for three, four days. I was like, so the uh, name of our episode 80 was Everybody Hates Putin. I was like, oh shit, they done found me out. Somebody done, you know, rigged us and you know, they done shut us down or something. I was like, something's going on. But lo and behold, um, Apple Podcast, uh, at least for our show, is back on your smart speakers. I did check it and run it uh, all day. So we are good to go. But uh, for a minute, y'all, I thought I had got us kicked off of cyberspace and off the internet and Alexa <laughs> and Apple Podcasts and everything. But You, you uh, know they're like erasing everything Putin out here. So like, yeah, it, yeah, it might have yeah. been a keyword, might have set it off. Exactly. We might have to name this one. Everyone loves Vladi, but uh, spell it like uh, Vladimir Zelensky. Uh, with two Y's so that, uh, you know, we balance that out and they can't say that we was prejudiced against one group or another. So uh, we'll figure that out and, and get that together. Um, but yeah, we are on uh, all your podcast, uh, all your podcast platforms and smart speakers and devices. And um, our full library episodes is available to you. A lot of people uh, getting out and about doing their spring walks as the weather gets better, et cetera, and listening to us. We appreciate you because uh, we're nothing without y'all. So we definitely appreciate y'all listening. And uh, this uh, wraps up episode 81. We will check y'all next time with episode 82. Don't know what the world will bring. Uh, we can pretty much uh, book it that this uh, confirmation is going to go through. But uh, we'll see what else uh, we'll be talking about uh, on episode 82. Uh, we good? Good. All right. We'll see everybody I'm next good. time. All right. We'll see everybody. We'll see everybody next time. But we'll be here next time uh, kicking with everybody. Everybody have a good week and I'll uh, talk to you next time. Peace. Make a shower before you go to bed, y'all. Wild hickory knots. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be wilding in the bed. Wild <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha